0: well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots dot com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. where prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Shalom, Minister.
0: Recorded
4: live. Shalom. Phone on the record. This is Minister Shedrick Ben Israel, Tribe of Judah, and welcome to Wednesday night fellowship line. Listen, fellowship line. I'm sorry. Wednesday night's nucleus line. <laughs> you have to forgive me. I'm kind of used to being on the other line and not the the um talk show. So I am going to say this. Priest has got the university up. For those who do not know, that he sent out a mass text the other day like that. Let it, everyone know that he um. That the university is pretty much going through changes that it has to start from scratch um if you haven't been on the university the it's under t r h u dot education okay so it's t r h u education dot education um if you go into a class or if you go into nucleus and you don't see your you know name listed on that class or you don't see it listed in your courses just alert me um and I'll let brother priest know um do mind you he is still uploading and fixing a lot of the things that's going on in the university cuz it pretty much kind of like crashed um so we were, uh, we left off last week where we were discussing the Nature Knows No Color Line book and um, we are supposed to be reading chapters 4 through 7. Is there anyone that has not been able to read chapters 4 through 7
0: Shalom. Shalom, this is Sister Anisha. I have
1: not been able to Okay. Uh, Eric. Uh well, who who's the brother of that spoke? Oh, that's um brother brother Gavin. I um sister Ariana just gave me a web page to try to down I was trying to download it from another page. Okay. And uh it wasn't uh it's, it's called W forward slash free uh, hyphen pdf bookshtml It gave me a, uh, it said free PDF. I keep clicking it and then it, and it's not opening. So she, the sister just gave me a web page to uh, actually go directly and get it. I've been trying to do that too. Been having a little little bit of difficulty, but it's, I'm trying to get it my best. To get it right now, uh, as we speak.
4: Okay. Um, what I'm gonna try to do is I'm gonna try to resend it to, um, you brother and you, Octi, um, so that we can make sure that you guys keep up with what's going on as we, you know, we discussed the week before. We were discussing the overall view of what we were able to gather from the books that, um, from the chapters that we've been reading. Um, I want you guys to understand that the purpose of these particular uh, chapters is to give you the understanding of what it was like during the time that our ancestors were um, quote-unquote governing and dealing in commerce at that time because this is carrying over into today where you guys are now picking up where they left off. You guys are going to start your own houses, your own um, legislative bodies, your own government, your your high, high shalom. Who is this again? Okay. Brother, are you in this class? Are you scheduled to be here?
0: Uh, it's scheduled in,
5: in my university, so. so oh. sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um,
4: I don't know how. Okay, maybe that may be a malfunction on Priest's behalf, but I'll let that I'll let that slide for today. Um, okay. only because I'm not able to reach out to priests while I'm okay. conducting. Or do me a favor. Hold on for just a minute, brother, because I know that there's got to be a discrepancy anywhere because your name wasn't on the roster the last couple of weeks. been something that Priest has just recently done. Okay. Just give me a, a minute so I can confirm it, if you will. Hold on for a minute. Yes,
0: sir, brother. Thank okay. Shalom, can that be heard? Um, yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah, um, now I what's going
4: on. Okay, Brother uh, E.K., um, so here's the deal. Um, you uh, are not in this class as of yet. Um, Priest had asked me if you were ever on my roster, and I had to let him know that you were never on my roster for this class. And that's, you know, that's just the – that was just me noticing that because when you, you know, you came in the class, I was just kind of like, well, you were up on my roster before. And that's not right. to, you know, point you out or anything. This is just so that we can be consistent because if you're coming in now, you've already missed several lessons that right, is going right, to right. kind of throw you off. Right,
5: right, right.
4: So um, I told them, you know – um I told him you can be you can sit in or whatever for the, or for tonight he said he will um reach out to the, you tomorrow to handle the situation cuz you know I don't want it to be any indiscri- uh, any discrepancy so um no just problem. sit tight yeah just sit tight um just observe for the most part um for those who are in the class um I don't know if I can really ask any questions to uh, Brother Gavin and, uh, and Octianesia uh, as of yet yeah, because they haven't been able to assess the book. So, what I will do is I'll keep it general tonight and I'll just let you know that the purpose of you guys actually reading these particular uh, chapters is so that you can be familiar with what our people actually were doing. And please do understand the many different roles that they play because our people will assume up and down that we were just kings and queens. That's not to say that we weren't kings and queens, but we played various roles in society, as you can very well see today. While we're under the guise of being African-American, you have quote-unquote African-American celebrities, you, had, um, you have African-American officers, you have uh, or police officers, you have officers of the court, you have African-American sheriffs, you have uh, African-American school teachers, governors, so on and so forth. You have to understand that everybody had a particular invocation Not everybody was a king or a queen, (laughs) and that is okay, that everybody is not a king or a queen. That doesn't make us better of a people. That doesn't make us worse of a people. What that means is that we were a people who, at this particular point in time, were involved in different statuses. So while this resonates in your mind, When you're living your day-to-day lives and you're seeing the Jay-Z's and the Beyonce's and you're seeing yourself and you're seeing Kwame Kilpatrick's and all of these other different people um, or uh, Sheriff Clark, however you may feel about that, brother, that's not the point. The point is we played many different roles in society, particularly in the medieval times, we play various roles. You've read, or for those who have read, they there were uh, quote-unquote Moors who had uh, various houses, very prominent families in Germany and Holland and Austria and Switzerland and, and um, uh, what else, Sweden and All these other various places in Europe, not just Central Europe, but in Western Europe as well. But mainly Central Europe and Eastern Europe, because that is where you begin to see us flourish as much as we can when you realize where we ended up conquesting it. And it began with us conquesting what was known as the... Today, the Roman Catholic Church um, but moving forward, we have to understand in government, there are various elements that are going on, and our people just were speckled pretty much all over but then there there was a point in time where we can we were controlling the government. Through commerce, we were the financiers. We were the merchants. We were the brokers. We were the stock traders. And to some degree, we were the pirates too. (laughs) And I do say merchants and pirates, even though pirates are merchants, but pirates are known as thieves. And just so everybody becomes clear, yeah, some of our people were thieves too. And you can validate that by the way that we live now. More or less, this is the different elements of society. So we were involved in what they call medieval society at this time. You have to start to see how all this affects us now. Because a lot of people will say, when you look at the scriptures, oh, none of that isn't real Well, even if it was real, you know, how do you tie yourself back to it? Well, you can say the exact same thing about the Roman Empire. You can say the same thing about the Roman Empire during the time it was ruled by the quote-unquote Germanic tribes. How do you tie yourself back to it? You tie yourself back to it through the laws that were put in place, because I, as I you know, began to see, and the priest mentioned this years ago, you find out the way people live by the laws that were set in place. Now, that's not to say that everybody actually obeyed the law, but this is just to give you a general idea of the mentality of the people, because people are going to do, as citizens, what they are told to do. What they are told to do, what they are told they can do, and what they are told they cannot do. So we have to remember these things. Um, one of the things that I do want to mention while we are uh, regard, we are talking about uh, Moorish history is the history of uh, particularly uh, the Moors who were in England. And it's not so much specifically the Moors in England, but the the element of the language of them being in England. Let me say it this way. Where's, what I'm getting to is... Speaking specifically about the language of the angels. Now, some of you guys may have had this discussion before with priests, but we're going to readdress it here uh, for the purposes of everybody understanding why this is relative to your guys to you guys' study
0: of those four chapters. <laughs> okay. talk to you, Nisha. If you can recall, do you uh, remember what the word Saxon means? Isaac's sons? Isaac? Yes.
4: That is exactly right. That is correct. So again, we are establishing here that Saxon means Isaac's son or sons of Isaac. Now, when we're dealing specifically with these quote-unquote Saxons that we hear about in medieval England, who, who specifically are we talking about? Because when you're looking at, the Saxons in history, we you can clearly see that they have went through a change by the title because the title of the Saxons changed. It went from Saxons to Anglo-Saxons. So there was a change. There was a change in the law. There was a change in the formation of government structure. There was a change in a specific type of society.
0: All sorts of things happen. When it comes down to the sons of Isaac and these Saxons,
4: what we come to realize is that these Saxons were not WASP or white Anglo-Saxon Protestants. These Saxons who originally inhabited England were the sons of Jacob, and Esau. Well, there are, these are the two sons of Isaac. But which one of these particular peoples had the technology to carry themselves over into this particular land where they would eventually be known as Saxons? and create a name place or
0: a kingdom titled after England or to
4: title a place called England, which in history was known as Angusland. In Latin, it would be known as Angusterre. T E R R A E or T E
0: R R E.
4: It could be the other way around.
0: I think it is the other way around. As the there were some scriptures that were used to actually
4: uh, kind of bring us to. Bring us up to speed with what, what is actually being presented in terms of these sons of Isaac. Genesis 25, if anybody has a scripture or has the scriptures, just follow along. And it states And Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah to wife, the daughter of Bethuel, the Syrian of Padanaram the sister to Laban, the Syrian. And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren, and the Lord was entreated of him, and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. And the children struggled together within her, and she said, If it be so, why am I thus? And she went to ask or inquire of the Most High. And the Lord said unto her, Two nations are in your womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from your bowels, and the one people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. And when her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb, and the first came out red all over like a hairy garment. And they called his name Esau. And after that came his brother out, and his hand took hold on Esau's heel, and his name was called Jacob. And Isaac was 60 years old when when she buried them. And the boys grew, and Esau was a cunning hunter and a man of the field, and Jacob was a plain man dwelling in tents. So this was these scriptures were the precursor for nations that became known today as the children of Edom and the children of Israel. Eventually what ended up happening to Edom is when you start to read the literature you read Edom eventually being Uh, amalgamating with various uh, nations. And eventually he ended up amalgamating amalgamating with one particular nation who became a pivotal part of the story. Um, These people became known as the Romans. There has been uh, many Discussions about who these Romans are in connections with the Edomites, their offspring, so on and so forth. That is not necessarily the particular discussion. Eventually, when you guys start doing your research, you will eventually draw your own conclusions. What I want to focus on is what actually happened to the 12 tribes. Because what ended up happening to them is these same people who we talking about with the Romans, they evicted these Israelites. The Israelites were evicted. But what specific tribes were evicted because there were 12? We're dealing with three specific tribes. Two, if you don't count Levi because he wasn't necessarily recognized as a tribe during that particular time. He was just recognized as the priest. We're dealing with Benjamin and Judah, who were evicted, during uh, sixty-six and seventy AD, fled into the outskirts of Africa, mainly into northwest and North Africa, setting up setting up governments there. People have to understand something. Once you are removed from another place, that doesn't mean that you lose the technology. Because if it's in you, it's in you. If you are a type of person that can govern, you can go anywhere and govern. If you are the type of person who knows how to build a house from the ground, you can build a house anywhere. If you are the type of person who knows how to network and broker, you can broker anywhere. If you are certified in painting, you can go anywhere paint anybody's house. Why? Because that is your industry. That is your invocation. That is what you know how to do. Just because you get evicted does not mean that you stop your industry. So I hope I'm creating a a paradigm there for you. Just because Judah and Benjamin were evicted from their heritage does not mean that they stop practicing the law of it. At least not all of them, by the way. Because the ones that weren't serving were the ones who eventually may have ended up becoming prisoners to these Romans. But moving forward, we also read in history where our brothers and sisters, well, our ancestors, they eventually maneuvered themselves into Europe. Europe. Various parts of Europe, some in Spain, some in Russia, some in Germany. Most of our history is where what they call modern Germany, Austria, and Hungary, which is where the Roman Empire used to sit, which was the, it actually was the seat of the Holy Roman Empire before they split in half. They eventually became three type of estates, Austria, Hungary, and, and uh. Austria Hungary and Germany, I apologize. But the church, quote unquote, the Roman Cat the Roman Empire split into two quote unquote churches, the East Orthodox and the Roman Catholic Church, which is on the which is the western part of the Roman Empire. Moving forward, we we see uh a different body of people growing in Europe, in the far west, or what they call the Occident, which is the western part of the world. Orient means the eastern part. Occident, occidental means the western part, for those who may not have known. And you start hearing more about the Saxons. Not a day these Saxons became known as white Anglo-Saxon Protestants, and they put a face to it, and these People resemble what they call the Germans. These people were told in history to be a particular German tribe, and that is not necessarily true. That may have been the current situation of the people who are ruling now, who are German. But before then, these people were not German. These people were. Israelites because that title pre existed these German tribes. As a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, when you uh, when you look into the history of the Saxons or the Saxons who quote unquote became the Anglo Saxons, that's a compository tribe. It's composited of like three different it's composed of like three different tribes.
0: But moving forward,
4: the original Saxons we know today, uh, right now we know that they were the sons of Isaac, but which son of Isaac were they? Were they Jacob or Esau? Because the blessing of Isaac was passed to the younger son, Jacob, rather than the traditional eldest son, who would be Esau, the cultural inheritance rested with Jacob. Jacob later changed his name to Israel after wrestling with the angel or whom some say was the most high almighty. It was from Israel that the 12 tribes were born and through them was passed down, quote, unquote, theocracy. Theocracy is the government of which we are passing, that we're trying to pass, that we are passing today because we are a nation.
0: We're not a country, but we are a nation. Angel, for those who may not have known, angel is
4: recorded in scripture, as recorded in scripture can be defined as message or messenger. So, the sons of Isaac who ruled and inhabited England, or Ansland or land of the angels, were the descendants of Jacob, the messengers of the Most High Almighty, who established the court system for the entire earth what you guys eventually will understand. Once you start to understand why priest teaches what he teaches and you understand the pattern of what he is teaching, then everything that you see happening around you. As a matter of fact, we had this conversation many weeks ago, past, where you're going to start to see the same elements being facilitated in very in many different facets of government. It's the same thing, it's just called by a different name, but the pattern has always been rested in the court. And when you start to read up, on the Israelites and the scriptures and how they administered justice and how they administered equity and how they were able to deal with civil matters and how they were able to deal with criminal matters, then you'll start to see a repetition of everything that is going on in society, whether it be going to the grocery store, whether it be going to the bank, whether it be looking at Congress, whether it be anything so on and so forth you'll start to see the same elements being repeated over and over and over. But why is that? Why why are these people who today are quote unquote of Ashkenazic and Javanite descent, some of quote unquote Khazarian descent, or Roma uh, uh well, Gomer is the father of Ashkenaz, and I think Tagarma. So I'll just say uh, Ashkenaz and his brother Tagarma. But moving forward, how do these people know to take this pattern and use it to create these other differences, uh, these other different facets of uh, civilization? they don't really shy away from telling you exactly where they got the pattern from. I give you, I'll, I'll, I definitely will give you a, a source. When you guys look into, when you guys look into uh, your Black's Law Dictionary one day, just just so happen whenever you get a chance, go in and look up the word jury or size. And just read the definition. It will like literally just blow your mind. It's not like they come out necessarily and just tell you to the T, but they're going to tell you the structure of how all of this necessarily comes, how this all works. As brief as they are, they just pretty much put put it in plain sight. And you would never really catch it because you're not aware of where this stuff comes from. You just think that the law just fell on these people's laps, and they just started doing it. And we just, you know, we just been on the opposite end of it, and that's just not how it works. Because you have to remember that these people had teachers, and your ancestors were their teachers. They've written about it in their literature. It's all over Europe. It's plastered all over Europe at least to the, the the books and stuff that I've read, because I've never been to Europe. But I've met people who have been to Europe. And they will tell you it's, like, not even a mystery anymore. Like, these people really revered our ancestors. But moving forward, the term Anglo-Saxon, as I mentioned before, it so it basically came during the time where there was a quote-unquote conquest, or in modern-day terms, a purchase of title. Because that's exactly what a conquest is, is a purchase of title. When you conquer someone, you are making a purchase, for those who may not know. But moving forward, the term Anglo-Saxon refers to a time when Germans, of Ashkenazic descent conquered England and seized it from the angels. We, as Israelite, were scattered. Israelites were scattered in the four quarters of the earth. We spoke, we spoke fourteen plus languages. We spoke ancient forms of Hebrew, Latin, Arabic, Aramaic, French, Spanish, Italian, Greek, Welsh. Dutch, and could utilize, utilize cuneiform in Sanskrit. A little uh, FYI for you guys who may not have known, but the word Welsh is a Norman French word. I had the luxury of actually finding a uh, Norman French dictionary uh, on our, uh, uh, online archives, and it was For those who may not be familiar with Norman French, Norman French was the language that was spoken by William the Conqueror. He was from Normandy, France. His family were the founders of Normandy, France, if I'm familiar with it. And he brought Norman French over to, quote, unquote, Wales today. What a lot of people do not know is that the word Welsh is a Norman French word for the Celts or the Celts or what people know today is the Celtic who are said or believed to be from the tribe of Dan. Now that may or may not be true. You guys do your research on it, and or at least the part about the Celtic the Celts being the Tribe of Dan. You do your research on it. You draw your own conclusion. As far as the term Welsh is concerned, it's like clear as day in that uh, that uh, dictionary, and it just blew my mind because I was like, "Wow, I I would have never known that. I would have never known that Wales." was the corrupted, it was a French, was a Norman French word for the word Celts or Celts. But moving forward, Ladino, which is known as Judeo-Spanish, is a form of Latin Hebrew that was spoken by the Israelites known as Latinos of the Western Hemisphere. The letter T and D are interchangeable in etymology. The ancient Hebrew tongue Various dialects and slang, but the most ancient of tongues is said to be a language spoken by quote unquote extraterrestrials, as to say, angels. The English language is usually, is actually a broken sling of Latin. If you guys ever decide to go and look up Old English, put it side by side with a Latin dictionary and it will blow your mind. It's pretty much like a, it's like a, it's almost a mirror of each other. Even though I can't necessarily read it, I have done that before. And it's just, it's like, wow, you know, so you can start to see where the language transition because you had our people adopting a different mindset, a different uh, interacting with a different type of people in commerce. And also understanding that language is commerce as as well. But moving forward, um, Old English is actually ancient Anglia or Anglish. Language of, the Ang- language of the angels. So Latin and Anglia are one in the same. Although we have been taught that we could not read or write during slave times, the truth is that it was legal for us to read or write the language of law, as it is still illegal for us to do so today without a bar card or a license from England.
0: I hope y'all heard that. Loud and clear. So it's not
4: a matter of they didn't want you to read and write. Now, those who still perpetuate that idea, is, let me be very clear, it is perpetuated on both sides of the spectrum. It's being perpetu- perpetuated by white people and it's being perpetuated by our own people. Oh, they didn't want us to read or write. It's not necessarily true. Because that didn't stop Benjamin Banneker from writing to one of the presidents to call him a hypocrite. If anybody remembers that Benjamin Banneker is also uh, the guy who created the quote-unquote Big Big Ben or Liberty Bell, or said to have created that, and he is also the one who helped to design
0: the White House. A a brother. (laughs) <laughs> By the way
4: uh, so what about the Shalom, uh, I'm sorry,
1: who spoke? I'm sorry, this is brother Gavin Shalom, brother yes, sir. I just wanted to add to what you were saying he actually he actually did the whole landscape the whole uh the whole d c area the whole layout of all of the cap- the, the all that. the different buildings, yeah. Can you
4: imagine? I mean, can you imagine that? And it's like now, from where I'm sitting, yeah, I can't imagine it. Because what does that say about the consciousness of our people at that time? The people, we still had it. You don't lose your industry because you were were removed from your land. It
0: doesn't work that way.
4: You may lose your industry once you start practicing your trade. That's when you start stop losing it. That's what happened to us. They replaced our industry and our trade with something of their benefit. And let's also make sure that we do understand that that was rightfully so. That was done by quote unquote prescription. Because when you are punishing another nation, you have to prescribe something for them. When I say prescription, many people may say, well, you're making it sound like they were
1: sick. (laughs) And they were.
4: They were classified as spiritually sick. So you had their, quote, unquote, slave masters
0: as their physicians.
4: They were their physicians. They were their physicians. I hope people caught that. They were their physicians. Yes. They diagnosed us. Did they misdiagnose us? No, they did not misdiagnose us
0: because some of us were sick. Well, then, what do you say about those who weren't sick?
4: Did you remember that I did say that they punished us as a nation of people? It may not look like that because when you read the literature, and then you hear people who try to explain the literature, it will make it will be made to believe that they just went and they just gathered a whole bunch of Africans.
0: But then you have to ask: Africa is a very very vast place. Spaniards
4: could not go into Africa, and nor could the Portuguese go into Africa not even until a later time, they had to send, quote-unquote, brokers into Africa to gather the slaves, and then they traded on the outskirts or the forts in places like Sierra Leone and all these other different places in uh, Western Africa. They set up all these different forts. The Spanish were only able to get slaves via the Portuguese through the Aciento, which is, again, I remember mentioning this earlier that it was the partition that separated the Portuguese and the Spanish uh, uh, area in Brazil. Everything on the eastern side of Brazil belonged to the Spanish. Everything on the western side of Brazil, uh, no, everything on the western hemisphere belonged to the Spanish. Everything in the eastern part of the partition belonged to the Portuguese. Mm. I'm trying to put it in my head exactly what's east and west of you know, how they saw it at the time so I don't confuse anybody. But just remember that the Portuguese are the ones who were able to get the slaves. The Spanish had to buy from the Portuguese because the Spanish could not cross over into their territory. So moving forward, it's not that we could not read or write. Please don't let anybody tell you that lie. It's that you did not have the right to practice law. First of all, you may have the right to practice your own law because you you, the reason why you were enslaved in the first place is because you kept breaking your own law. So maybe if you had someone administering law to you, then maybe you'd get it. Maybe you'd appreciate it. And that's where we are now.
0: The problem is the people still don't appreciate it. Yes, yeah, sir. Sure. And guess what? Guess what? It already been
4: prophesied that that would happen. It's written right there in the book of Revelation, chapter 9, verse 15, all the way on down, how you will be chastised for five months. And even after those five months, you still will continue to thieve. You still will continue to murder. You still will continue to whore. They'll continue to rob and do all these other different things because the people weren't satisfied with just getting whipped. But then, once they stop the whipping and they figure, well, we can slave them another way, you know, that relieves some of the tensions, you know, but then it created an a atmosphere to release our inhibitions. And feed our ego. And so now we're dealing with a bunch of egomaniacs. So now the physicians are trying to figure out exactly what to do with the rest of us because the people are still spiritually sick. Which is why you guys are here. Because our people need physicians. We need our own physicians if we do not. If somebody doesn't step up and say to our people, brother and sister, you are sick. And I don't mean go out and literally tell people that they're sick because it's a way that you deal with people without being too coarse. Because, again, you're dealing with people that are still spiritually sick. So you have to kind of meet them where they are. You will learn that in time. So learn to maintain your zeal. Learn to manage your zeal. The time will come where you will know how to deal with someone based on where they act, where they are, sorry, in terms of understanding the law. The time will come for that. Right, Brother E.K.?
0: long as, sir. Moving forward, the English language, as we talked about,
4: is a form of broken Latin. Our people have used this to communicate during the time that we had created our government again. It wasn't the U.K., but it was our own government. You had the prominent families you had the Yorkshire moors. you had the various or the different uh, legislative bodies. you had the wiggle moors you had the Tories if anybody's not familiar with the Tories the tories uh, the uh, the the Tories would basically be kind of like the defensive part. Of the legislative bodies of the Yorkshire Moors, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. Well, what was but the name the of the it t- again, brother? The Tory. Tories. T O R I E S. And if anybody is not familiar with the term Tory. Tory.
0: Sure. Tory. Sure. Sure. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm knows? not. Okay. I'm, I'm not. I'm... Oh, Tories!
4: If anybody is not familiar with the term Tory, it is actually used. Um, I don't know if it's necessary used derogatively, but it was used as another name for somebody who was dark
0: skinned. Which he is, is a, bigger? Dark skinned. No, no, no. You said the Yorkshire Moors. And the Wimore uh no, the
4: Wigamores was a political party that was in Yorkshire. When I say Yorkshire Moors, I mean the Moors that were of Yorkshire. When I say Wigammore, I'm talking about a political party okay. Wigamores, which are known today as the Whigs, you have you have the, heard of the Whig yeah. Party
3: okay.
4: okay, so the Whig Party were, quote-unquote, students of the Wiggamores. Then you have the Tories, who were... It's kind of like what you see in the modern-day democracy here in the United States, where you have the Republicans and the Democrats. Okay, well, the Tories were basically the Democrats to the Wigamores, who would probably be the Republicans. So you have the Wigamores and you have the Tories. I didn't catch that until, like, my senior year in college, and it was, like, the most astounding thing because you would think, like, if you don't know anything about government, you would hear all these different terms, and you would they would, like, really have no resonance in your mind. You would think nothing of it, but it's, like, once you come and drives, you start learning about government structure, and you learn the importance of government, and you start to implicate it. Then you'll start to see exactly, like, what was going on, and you'll go into researching this stuff. And when I realized what the, you know, when I realized, priest actually spoke about Wigamore some time ago, but I ended up hearing the word Tory like, way, way, way early on in life. Like, I think I was going to Savannah Arts Academy, and we had a social studies class. And I think that was, I mean, we talked about the, we talked about what they call today political science. Um, And I remember just hearing about briefly what the Tories were. But I remember seeing the word Tory somewhere else, and I just remember it was used as a name uh, to describe a person who was dark-skinned. So then then it brings a certain type of question in my mind. You know, these people who are called today you know, the Whig party and you have the Whigamores and you have the Tories, you'd have to wonder, well dang, were was this just a was this a Negro Parliament? (laughs) This was a Negro Parliament.
0: There was some Negroes up in there running that. But when you're disconnected, how do you know?
1: Shalom brother. When you say That's there's right. a similar Oh so I'm sorry. Shalom, brother. No, go ahead, brother. Cons- when you consider it close to what the today um known as the the so called black caucus. You know what?
0: Yeah.
4: I would yeah. I can see I can see something like that. I can yeah, I can see something like that. And I think that – what did we talk about this last week? You mentioned the Black Caucus, if I remember? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm assuming – because I'm not necessarily sure of – I never, like, literally went in and broke down the political structure of the Black Caucus. We uh, – I had a uh, legislative processing class the month – before. no the semester before I graduated, and we went we wrote down the various parts of government, local, municipal, and uh federal and I remember the Black caucus came up, and we went over all of the black representatives that were in the caucus. I just never literally just sat down and broke down what they do in the Black caucus per se, but you know what I'm curious. <laughs> I'm curious to see how they're structured. I'm curious to see
1: exactly what they actually do. They um, what they base. Oh, go ahead, brother. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. they they basically is a congressional Black Caucus that is is based is like a race-based political organization representing the African American so-called members of the United States Congress. Okay. So that's about the bottom line to it. They have a chairman, you know, a chairperson, so they literally but do you let me
4: just say this, do y'all see what that brother just said like they literally have a there's a congress that is functional, but we have not some we have not somehow used this to our benefit. I don't think it would necessarily be as beneficial to us considering the circumstances that we uh, are engaged in in this country. Uh, particularly understanding our our heritage and their jurisdiction, it would collide. So it would be beneficial to a certain degree, but I. I love that because it let me know, or lets me as well as everybody else know, if you you know you take any of this, is important that the elements are there for us to grow as a government. The problem is we're so disconnected as a people, and we're so disconnected from reality that the chances of us actually utilizing this platform, whether it be municipal, local,
5: or federal.
4: To our advantage, it wouldn't come to pass. But this is where we start new. And maybe if we start new, which is what we've pretty much done at this particular point, we can get the people to see exactly where, no, how a government is formed, how to govern yourself, how to be proactive in your government. And how to actually use the government to uh cater to your affairs that's important, but so I don't sidetrack myself. I want to you know get back to the uh discussion here. Ancient Anglia being Latin and Latin being what fills the law
0: books. Anglia was the language of law. Latin is derived
4: from ancient Hebrew. And
0: Hebrew, being a language
4: said to be spoken by extraterrestrials or angels, here we arrive at the tongue of the angels. 1 Corinthians 13 and 1. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling Symbol. This is Paul speaking. He was talking about how sad he was that he was able to deal with so many of our brothers and these, while they were in the diaspora, he was sad. He knew all of this stuff, and he couldn't, he couldn't get the brothers in them to understand what was going on necessarily at the time. The Gentiles could,
0: but we couldn't. I'm reading this to you guys so that you can understand
4: what was going on at the time. Yes, we were in Africa, and yes, we were in Europe, and yes, we were in
0: Asia. We're spread
4: out. But there are ways that helped us to tie ourselves back and be very mindful that the people who brought us here and the people who were already here, that the people who brought us here, you know, put under house arrest, you know, they are very aware of who, you know, they're dealing with. It was no mystery to them. But again, as we, you know, as you'll come to understand, is that the court does not go out looking for cases to try. That's not how a court is, a court is set up. Every man enters into a contract amongst themselves, and that becomes the law between the two contracting parties. If you're ever utilizing the court, it would be as a mediator. But when you're not able to assess your own affairs, They become the arbitrator because you got two grown people who don't know how to hash out their differences without uh, going at each other's throat or, you know, reconciling. They don't know how to reconcile. They don't know how to forgive. So the court has to act as a third-party mediator to make sure that you don't kill each other when you should be civil enough to know how to do these things. I'm not saying that your your opponent isn't wrong, maybe they did do some harm to you. Maybe they are just very belligerent and they just won't listen to you. The point I'm trying to get you to understand is that the court is a is a impartial or uh is a very impartial uh atmosphere it's at least it's supposed to be. You know, not all judges seem to be impartial. Some of them they are pretty biased. But that's besides the point. We're talking about the court with with excluding the judge or the arbitrator. The court itself and the doctrine that is supposed to be prevalent in the court is supposed to be impartial.
0: So lo and behold,
4: lo and behold, when you're dealing with Uh, what we talk about today in the scriptures as the language of law or the language of the quote-unquote Hebrews, the language of the Hebrews is the language of law. You could be a Hebrew
3: in Sweden.
4: You could be a Hebrew in Syria. You can be a Hebrew in England. Or "quote unquote" America, and still speak the language of law when you are you are speaking the Hebrew language, and still be speaking the language of law because the language of, or the language of the Hebrews is the language of law. The language of scripture is the language of law. So, if you've ever come into a situation where you have brothers who are sitting here. Trying to badger you with pronouncing or how to pronounce this Hebrew word,
0: which is still Yiddish. <laughs> oh no, the Hebrews spoke Aramaic. That's the original Hebrew language. The problem,
4: people is that it's not the language. It's not that they spoke Aramaic. It's not that they spoke Alheimic. It's not that they spoke Syriac. It's not that they spoke Egyptian. It's that people do not understand what these people were doing, what the languages that the people aren't following. They're not making the connection here as to what exactly was considered the Hebrew language. Because Hebrew wasn't accustomed to a Syrian government. It wasn't accustomed to an Egyptian government. Hebrew was a form of government that was based on the principles of nature in natural law itself. So when you are speaking in these different tongues and you are speaking Latin or Sweden or English or uh uh Dutch or Deutsch, however you want to say it, and you are speaking the law of those countries that is
0: the language of the Hebrews because they were the law givers. I'll give you a perfect example whenever we get out this time. If you guys really
4: want to try to like get a head start on it, just observe the the ecclesiastics of the Roman Catholic Church. Fine. Just pay attention to how they administer their government. I'm not saying that their government is ideal. What I'm saying is when you're dealing with the government such as the Roman Catholic Church, or the Holy See, you may see Latin, and you may say, oh, we'll see, that's the language of the Hebrews. That was a language that the Hebrews spoke. But when you're talking about what the Hebrew language was, the Hebrew language was law, because that was what they saw in nature. They saw the laws of nature, and they used that, to create languages, but the the language that they actually spoke was law that was the language of Hebrew, which became the language of the messengers who were known in medieval
0: times as angels. I'll see you, any comments or questions? Shalom, Akeem. Wow, very interesting. Um,
3: I have more of like a thought. Okay. And then one question.
0: No problem. Um, Go
3: ahead. The thoughts that I have... is basically when you were saying that the people have a certain vocation and
0: just because they've transgressed whatever contract
3: that they had in place with another nation or their own covenant Mm -hmm. and they are foreclosed on doesn't mean that they forget their vocation.
0: Right. Our vocation was not only law, but law, government, and commerce. So no matter where we went, we didn't
3: forget our trade, which is why they wanted to make sure that we didn't read law or write law. Well, if you can't read, it's going to be really hard to write anything. But right. It also makes sense, like, if you even just look at the slave codes, like, um, I think Louisiana had one in, like, 1699. And I believe Virginia had some slave codes that were really similar to the black Christian codes in Louisiana um, where they had the Casual Killing Act. Um, and there was one particular law in the Louisiana Christian, black Christian codes where not only did they expel the Jew, Jews from all the colonies, That was like number one on their list. Expel all the Jews from all the colonies. We don't want them here. The other
0: thing that was really interesting about some of these codes is that they said that the slaves were not allowed to work on Sunday. So they were implementing. The Sunday worship,
3: if you really read the details of it, because we were used to observing the Sabbath and getting back to work as Sunday being the first day of the week. So if we were caught working on a Sunday, we would get punished for that. Another thing they did is if that we were not allowed to, we had to be taught scripture by a Roman Catholic priest. That was who was placed over us and was in charge of our spiritual or religious learning. And then if you take into account they didn't want us to read or write, then they can basically force feed us Whatever doctrine that they wanted to force Peter. And then when you look in Virginia, and you look at the Casual Killing Act, and if, you know, and this is, I see how Brother Priest, when he teaches the law, and he's talking about, like, one time in the Cedar Thought class, he started going into, you know, if a master puts out his slave's eye, um, that he was supposed to set him free for his eye's sake because he took his eye out, so he gets his freedom because he lost an eye. But the master,
0: he's not punished for taking out his slave's eye while punishing him.
3: So when you look at the Casual Killing Act, where they said say that if a slave master kills his slave
0: in the act of discipline, then the slave owner is acquit. You can see how they were using our book. They
3: were studying our laws, but because our laws were pretty much new still to them, they were playing it by ear in the way in which to implement them. So that might have been a way in which they went
0: wrong in executing the law. You understand what I'm saying? Or like how Jim
3: Crow came in effect and they wanted to isolate us into certain areas. And modern-day Jim Crow, you can call gentrification modern day Jim Crow and how they still try and keep us in government tenants or ghettos um to these this day by red redlining us and redlining communities. Um I had posted something about Sundowntown and during the eighteen hundreds, late eighteen hundreds, early I think, yeah, late eighteen hundreds, in mid to late 1800s, they had sundown towns where black people were not allowed to be out after sundown. They could come to the marketplaces and do whatever they business they had to do during the day, but they better not let the sun set on them
0: because if they did, they could get lynched. Um, and when you They have this map of the United States
3: on the website, right? And if you click on your state, they'll bring up the towns of your state, so the counties of your state. And then if you click on the county or the town, they'll tell you whether that town was a sundown
0: town. And people are able to comment, you know, uh, comment
3: about what's going on today um, in those areas, and Peral Manor, uh, which is not too far from here, came up as it was a sundown town, and somebody commented um, as of, like, 2010 how, you know, they still don't allow many blacks in here or uh, Latino people in here. Um, and Jewish people were finding it hard to purchase in this town. And they were saying how the real estate agents just basically redirect people and don't allow those particular groups to purchase homes in that area. And if anyone from those particular groups are found in that area after dark, you know, they've been followed by police.
0: So then when you look at our law and understanding that they were
3: trying to implement the law to the best of their ability and to fit their and cater to their nation's needs, you could see how they went a little bit overboard because it says that the stranger can dwell in our land. They can sojourn in our land and whatever land that they choose to live in you're supposed to allow them to live in it. But you can see how on this land that isn't so, which makes me understand why it's so important to study our law and understanding that we went about the world civilizing the world, and they like to make it seem like um I was watching a documentary, and I forget which documentary it might have been I think it was being black in Latin America where there were certain government officials that were speaking and government historians that were speaking and they were saying, Well the Negro has been known, you know, as the civilizer of the world. And I said, Holy crap when he said that and and the thing when he said he he that we were the civilizers of the world he went on to say that, yeah, they built the roads and they, you know, worked the farms and, like, that's what civilizing the world was. They built the houses and the buildings, but we weren't competent enough. Basically, he was saying
0: without saying, we weren't competent enough to govern ourselves. Like, we never did that. So it's just
3: this constant, you know, even though they'll give you a lot of the history, they like to leave off that government and law piece because then that would make us get back to governing self. And those were the thoughts that I was having regarding this lesson. And then I had a question. Is there a difference or what is the difference between Anglo-Saxon and Saxon? And I yield.
0: Okay. Um, as I stated earlier, the
4: original Saxons were the,
1: quote-unquote,
4: Israelites, particularly of the tribe of Judah, who inhabited that said area known to date as England. But in medieval times, it was known as Anglesland or Land of the Angels. Again, Old English is broken Latin. So when you see the name England, which used to be Angus land, know that they were speaking broken, broken Latin at the time. Latin was also the language that was spoken between the Israelites and the Romans during the Roman uh, occupation as well. But when you get to the Anglo-Saxons, you're dealing with a, again, you're dealing with a conquest. You're dealing with a Germanic tribe uh, who came in and quote-unquote conquered the land. <clears throat> And then eventually later you read about the Germans intermarrying with the Moors, which is where you'll see the um, the King James Stuarts uh, or the Stuarts or the Normans, like William the Conqueror. Actually, the William the Conqueror may have been um, – he may have been um, – I don't want to be offensive when I say this, but he may have been a mixed breed or he may have been a hybrid. That doesn't mean that he was a bastard, but that doesn't mean that he wasn't, um, that doesn't mean that he was what they call. If I say a mixed breed, I mean basically there was amalgamation of nations at the time. There was the Germans or the Romans, who were still Germans, and you had the Moors of that particular area during the time who just so happened to be Hebrew Christians or Moorish
0: Jews. At this particular time, uh, Anglo-Saxons,
4: again, who were these Germanic tribes, they, I'm not going to go too much in detail because it's borderline first degree, second degree, But, again, as I also said earlier, is you start to see a – you see a – you see a transfer of title. You guys getting upper-level degrees, you guys will understand what I mean by a transfer of title. There was a transference of the jurisdiction. So maybe – some of the prominent families who were uh, uh, of the Moorish blood who inhabited England at the time may have relinquished some of their quote-unquote title to these Germanic tribes. A lot of people think that these German tribes were barbaric, but they also have to remember that some of these German tribes were schooled by us. Some of these German tribes, uh, Germanic tribes, were schooled by us, not just in England, but were also schooled by us in Germany during the Roman Empire because some of these Germans were also electors. Some of them sat in seats of government during the Roman Empire. You can read about it in the Roman in the, the defeat of the Roman Empire during the time of the Germanic uh, conquest. But that's a whole other different story. The point I'm trying to make is the difference between the Saxons and the Anglo Saxons is that the Anglo Saxons that you hear about today are of Ashkenazic descent. They conquered the original Saxons, who would have been known in medieval times as the Moors. But these particular Moors were of the tribe of Judah or known today as the Hebrew uh, Hebrew Moors or Moors Jews or Hebrew Christians. But Hebrew Christians is a later term that was started during
0: the time of the uh, uh, Protestant movement. So, does that Thanks.
3: answer Thank your you. question?
0: Yes, sir. And it just makes me
3: it just made a scripture come to life when okay, I think that was paul, I think it was Paul that was saying that you know we' you're supposed to be ready for meat, but i but you know you still need the milk because you can't take the meat yet, we're beginning to transition into being able to take the meat. We're still getting milk. So I see why you're saying that that's up a little bit. That's up a couple of levels. Let's get yeah. here right now. Let me work you through here right now. Then you'll be able to stomach that next level. So I thank you very much, Minister yield.
4: No problem. Um, yeah, we all, myself included. <laughs> myself included. Um we still have our growth that we must go through, but at the same time, while we're growing, we must research. Um, uh, Gavin. Yes, sir. Gavin, come with your questions, point?
1: brother. Um, uh, question about you were saying uh, that was on the first Corinthians. You were reading something about. Uh, oh, first Paul.
4: Corinthians.
1: Uh, Paul,
4: he was um, talking about though I speak many tongues, mm-hmm. and uh, wait, hold on for a minute. I don't want to. I want to. You know, I want to at least paraphrase it the right way. But I'll read it directly. It says First Corinthians chapter thirteen verse one: Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, I have not charity. I am become a sounding brass or a or a tinkling symbol. Again, he was, you know, letting people know that, you know, while he was on this mission, he was dealing with his brother, it made him sad because he didn't really get any love. He didn't, you know, he didn't he didn't feel like the people received him in the way that he wanted to be received. Or he needed to be received because he came trying to teach these brothers the truth that the salvation for the Israelites who were scattered has come, and the saving was coming back to the law, it was getting back to the jurisdiction. But go ahead,
1: brother. No, I just wanted to uh, get the verse, uh, the chapter verse. And, uh Okay. Of the and what book of the Bible? I know you said Corinthians, but I I just yeah, the first Corinthians chapter thirteen, verse
4: thirteen,
1: one. Yes, Yes. and um, when you went into Welch, being related to the Celts, um, because what happened is uh, on my mother's side, she's Evans. Mm -hmm. uh, Evans uh, is a clan that came to Jamaica. From Wales. Mm. Um, that my yeah, one of my uncles. Well, not he's my my cousin, like probably a third, third gen, third or fourth uh, cousin, distant cousin. Okay. Um, they, he he always tells the story, you know, but in, in how the, there was like four families that came from Wales: mm. the Williams, the Wrights, the Evans. And, um, there's another going? Williams, Rice, Evans, and the, Williams, Rice, Evans, and the Allens. They're all intermarried and interbred into each other. So that's why they have a distinct look. Like my whole family, they have the specific either freckles, red hair, or, you know, light, or, you know, lighter, lighter tone of melanin skin, uh, like red, red, um, uh, Almost brown or usually brown to hazel eyes brown hazel, but my my whole point is uh i'm trying to I'm, I've been trying to do some research on them for a while now, and uh I didn't know that you was, you know that they, that they were related to the or close to the dans the danites they may have
4: been as okay. again it it's kind of really up in the air about the self is you know. But let me just be more frank. The uh Beni if anybody's familiar with that Beni Bris uh, these uh they are it's a sect of uh quote unquote Israelite theory of uh, mm-hmm. which the Israelites are found in Europe and the ten tribes would be those of the uh I think of uh, Sweden, Holland and all those other different tribes and then Judah would be in England. So
1: um,
4: but going forward when they spoke of the Celts, it is believed that the Celts were of the Danite tribe. So okay. that's what that is what that theory says. Yeah. That has been pretty much preached in that theory for a long, long, long time. But I mean if you yeah. research it, I mean you weigh you can weigh out the evidence there and see if it is consistent. But as far as the Celts, the terminology for Welsh and Welsh and Celts, you can literally find I tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm going to post in the site blogs that definition for um, uh, Welsh. As a matter of fact, let me be more specific. The word Welsh was linked to the word, uh, I think it was Gael, Gaelics. Anybody familiar right, with the word right. Gael? Okay. Yes. Um, Gael was actually, uh, the. Uh, I think, also the name uh that situated what they called uh, southern France or northern France or something like that. It used to be called Gaul. Right. Um, so that is because the people who inhabited those areas were Celts or Celtic people. Mm-hmm. So once you start looking up the history, of which I haven't necessarily had the privilege of doing, you eventually find out that a lot of those territories, the Celts were there. I don't know necessarily if the Celts were Danites. I haven't myself been able to prove that, but that has been a theory of the Benai B'rith. And I'm thinking to myself that that's something that they have been, you know, you know, pushing for quite some time. It's something to, you know, look into, but as far as the word Welsh being related to the uh, word Celts, that's that's not even, that's not a lie. So it's something right. to, it. as far as the Dan part, I'm not sure, but Felt being in Wales, yeah, it's something to that. You might want to look into it.
1: But um, anything else? Well, yeah. Um, I just I, when you were talking, I pulled up something I, I wanted to cause it, it connects to it's it's in a line with what you're saying. You know how to, you know I, I'm gonna read it off in a little while. But before I get into that, I was um, gonna say on on the other hand, with you know dealing with your uh, you know a lot of these these uh clans when they moved around, they carried their their coat of arms mhm yeah. my like I said, my cousins uh, i guess it's probably a fourth generation cousin um second to my mother, maybe third or second um you know he's older, but his he he carries one of the coat. Of, he has the coat of arms that we carried, uh, well through my f- gr- my grandfather's side to my mother. Right. There's like a whole bunch of that. You know, like a whole bunch of them brothers that were Evans that split into sub families. That I'm like, there's like uh, hundreds of us when I go to family reunions. It's like I don't even know these people, but they all we all look alike. You can see, like man, there's some distinction between us. But uh, couldn't uh, you find uh, that lineage per se in the coat of arms of the Dana? If, if it was for, if you could find a specific tribe that we came from out of the Israelites, <laughs> you know, what, brother, I
4: wouldn't, I wouldn't see why not. Just how much research you put into it. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I can say, especially on your end, if that is something you know you're going to do, or you said that you were doing, um, but, yeah, I would say it would be depending on how much you're researching to it, brother, and I would say, you know, just let me know, you know, what you find, because I think that's fantastic, you know, that you were able to, you know, share that with us about your family, that just lets yeah. us know that, you know, people... Commerce has not changed. Government has not changed and people are still doing those particular things. Carrying coats of arms, you know, I mean many people do it, but how many of people that look like us are still doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it says a lot about your family. Um but anything else, brother?
5: Oh, I do wanna uh. keep
4: in mind that it is thirty six minutes after ten, so I wanna do try to get us off of here. In time, um, I know many of you guys can't stay long, so I just want to make sure we understand it, brother. Do you have anything else?
1: Um, I, I, it's a little lengthy, so I, I won't even go into it. But if you guys look up, well,
4: I tell done. you what, if you can share if you can if you can remember it next week. I'll let you have your uh, time to share it with us. Sure, no problem. All right,
1: long. Thanks. That's fair. No.
4: Brother brother, uh, Eric, and consort. Do you guys have any comments or questions? Uh, no, sir. No, sir. Okay. Um, so that, okay, I know Aki is on the line, but he's not necessarily in the class. Aki Ariana, are you there?
2: I am here.
4: Okay. I just wanted to make sure I didn't forget you, sister. <laughs> Please forgive me. Okay. Uh, do you have any comments or questions?
2: No, I'm just gonna make it real quick. It's just when Sister Nisha was pointing out um when she's talking about the um the casual killing act and I was just thinking about when when I was reading in um Nature Knows Color Line, it just made me the differences to me stand out in my mind between um ancient Rome and, and um slavery and America. <laughs> it even highlights America as being one of the ones that's strong with prejudice, you know, and even with their being so strong and prejudice when it came to intimacy and sex sex with the slaves, uh, they didn't have a problem with that part. But um, in ancient Rome, it said a slave was valued according to his ability. But Mm -hmm. also at the same time, it also indicated that the the Negro slaves were more valuable in terms of the the dollars, the money, um, they were costing more. They sold for more. So, yeah, I just wanted to just kind of point that out. And with that, I yield.
1: Hmm.
4: When you get in your upper-level classes, you're going to find out why. (laughs) You're going to find out why they cost so much more. Mm -hmm. All of y'all are going to find out why they cost so much more. And, it's, and it really does come down to basic commerce. I'll just leave it just like that. It comes down to basic commerce. But you're going to find out why we call so much more as uh, slaves. Um, but I do want to ask uh, Brother E.K., do you have any thoughts about what we discuss here? I know you're not in the class, but I know you were able, you were privy to some of the things that we spoke of. So do you have any comments or questions?
5: Shalom, so Um, just a quick comment, you know. Just it just shows the range of, you know, history that you know our people have. You know, um, our our legacy runs very deep, and um, you know, it's it's, it's amazing how all this is coming back to the forefront, and um, we have an opportunity to capitalize on it and really do great things with it. You know, and you know, it's good. Um, it just speaks to the times that we're in, and you know, it's gonna take a while because you know we still have to grow and develop, and and make sure that we are dealing with ourselves, our egos, and stuff like that, and and making sure that we're applying the information that we're studying and learning and grasping. So, but overall, it's good. You know, I you know, I'm in, I'm excited in youth. Know,
4: Yes sir, brother. I'll see you pretty soon in this class, so just be ready because you know nucleus is 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 full of surprises. <laughs> um
5: okay.
4: um is it's definitely full of surprises, but so that we keep the time, um it is forty minutes after ten.
0: Is it, oh, is Al Tara online? Okay, and I think I know why, but I'm not – I'll reach out to her soon. Okay.
4: Um,
3: Sir, can I ask – may I ask a quick question? Yes, you may. Do we have a due date as far as the
2: book report is concerned?
4: I'm actually going to schedule a due date for you guys next week because I want to give everybody a time to actually read it. Um so that we can be consistent because right now the university is down and I can't, I won't be able to move on until I know what else is put up. So this gives me enough time to give you guys enough time. But I do tell you, please be reading. Please be reading. Um, because your book reports are going to tell whether or not you'll be reading. So um, please read. That's the only thing I can say. Um, Please remember to check the university for any updates. Again, if you guys are having trouble getting into the university, please just send me an email. If you don't have my email, just um uh contact the next person that has my email and let them know that they need you needed and I'll, you know, assess you then or just call my phone cuz most of you guys have my number um and I'll relay this message to brother priest but for now I know that you guys uh in particular RT Anisha and off Gavin you guys don't have Nature knows No color line so I'm going to try well, to make Well
1: Brother, yes, sir, I, um I was able to uh uh bring it up finally cuz um, Sister just Adiana gave me the uh that web link and it was it it finally populated to my computer as a PDF
4: Okay, pages. Yeah.
1: Oh.
4: Okay. Is it at all? Well, let me ask this first. Octi Anisha, is there any way possible that you will be able to re- retrieve uh, the PDF if Akhti Gavin gave it to you, if he emailed it to you? Yeah, me.
3: I'm just gonna ask him to. Te- when you can, Gavin, can you text the link to me?
0: Yes, ma'am.
3: Thank you. All right
4: that settles everything because now nobody loses. Everybody wins. All right. So we'll not hold us here any longer than we have to. It is now two, no, three minutes after, uh, no, 43 minutes after 10, uh, Congress is adjourned.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Mr. (laughs) Mr. Cedric, one one quick thing I just want to let Sister Anisha know. Um, Be patient with it because it does take a while. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it oh, is. yeah. All right.
1: Okay. Thank you. Uh, it's for it's a lot of
4: information in there.
2: Okay.
4: I, I think he tried to focus more on getting the information out. And you can if, once you read the literature, you'll understand that he tried to get as much information in the book as he possibly can, because that is pretty much all that's in there—information. But it's helpful because it's helpful for this class, but. Is now 44 minutes after 10. We can now adjourn for this evening. Congress is uh, adjourned until next week, Wednesday. Please alert me of anything that you guys have going on in the university. Any problems, I'm here. Shalom, Shalom,
2: shalom. Shalom. Shalom.